jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! of darkness! Oh, the clock. She continues to tick. The deadline draws ever closer. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what was that? This is my brain expiring. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> and you seem to be doing well. Yeah, we're both uh, tip top, tip top, baby. <laughs> How could we not be after all these days of uh, new episodes every day? I forgot how much this is. <laughs> it's a lot. Last night kind of broke my brain because I I was editing the uh, episode on. Um, uh, what did we do? Juwan. <gasps> the Grudge. I was editing that and like I couldn't. I was like, OK, so this is going up on May 5th. But today's May 4th. Like, I couldn't... I couldn't rectify those two things, even though there's, like, nothing to rectify. I I just sat there going, it's going up on the 5th, but today's May 4th. It's going up on the 5th, which is tomorrow. But today's the 4th. Like, it just... It completely broke my brain. I'll just die if I don't get that recipe. I'll just die if I don't get that recipe. That was me! It's real. It's real. That's me just trying to write these posts and being like, there's three days left. Wait, but that's when the future, when there's only two days left. But are we counting there's only really one day left? But is it the two days? But technically it's three. Should I say three? What do I say? Like, everything is broken. Faculties have been uh, evacuated, removed. Oh, oh, dear. Oh, everything's evacuated. I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) It's a dark time. It's... Uh, here's the thing. I love doing Gaylords. I love doing the show. I love doing the threeening. It's just, it's a lot. Actually do, yeah, actually doing the threeening. You know, like I said a couple of episodes ago or whatever, I don't know. I'm but a mortal woman. <laughs> you know? Despite all your wishes. Yeah, <laughs> All my wishes and all evidence to the contrary. <laughs> and plans and... <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, but we are... It's almost over. It's almost over. This is day... Th- <laughs> it's day... Six? Six. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow is the last full fundraising day. Is that... That's correct. Yes. Yes. yes Tomorrow yes. is Sunday, people. Because you're listening to this on Saturday. Tomorrow is Sunday. We are in the final two fundraising days for the Transgender Law Center. Uh, Stacy, right now, this... So do you remember, like, we... we The other day, I think it was yesterday, we slept. Maybe we slept. And then we woke up, we recorded, and we didn't set a new thermometer goal on the show. Right, because we hadn't quite met the goal that was already on there, right? Right, we weren't disappointed. 
No. We were we were very happy because everything was still trekking along. We were able to reset that goal to eight thousand dollars, like pretty much right after we recorded. Get up today to do this. We are at eight thousand six hundred and sixty-one dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it took a little while to move past the last goal, but listen, y'all, like, blew past 8,000 in no time. This is 202 donations. Wowzy wows. I am just blown away. And once again, everything raised in the three inning this week uh, goes to the Transgender Law Center, the largest national trans-led organization who changes law, policy, and attitudes so that all people can live safely, authentically, and free from discrimination regardless of their gender identity or expression. You can find out more about them at transgenderlawcenter.org. So we are at $8,661.00. Do you think we got a? Do you think we've got a little more room for that thermometer to um, <clears throat> grow, Stacy? I think there's a little more room. There's a, you know, we have as we record this. It's only Friday, so, but you won't hear it until. But we're gonna raise it until. I'm not gonna finish any thoughts. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if we raise it now. People will see it raised in real time and hear about it. Yesterday. No, they'll hear about it tomorrow. They'll see it in our now. (laughs) Never mind. I know what I'm talking about. I think you, I agree with all the words I don't understand you saying 100%. My point is that we have, we have some time. Like, from raising it, we have a lot of Friday all of Saturday and all of Sunday to meet a new goal. Exactly. And as of listening to this, there is the whole rest of today and all day Sunday. So I I agree. I am team raise the Titanic. Let's raise this thermometer. Stacy. how do you feel about... Okay, 8,000 was the highest we've ever raised a three-inning goal. But this is the re-re-three-inning. So I say all all bets are off. Let's go for a new thermometer goal of $9,500. This feels absolutely bonk. (laughs) But I don't know. Like, we're already almost $800 away from that. Yeah, uh, sure. I'll take your word for it. I'm I am tapped out on the math. It could be nine hundred. It could be two thousand. But I think <laughs> yeah. it's about eight hundred away from that as of our recording this. So this is just fully, fully wild. New goal: nine thousand five hundred dollars for the Transgender Law Center. We have through the end of Sunday the seventh, y'all. And if you check it, and we've already met that goal because this is our final thermometer raise yes our, our final hoist well i mean can we hoist once more tomorrow perhaps is say we do beat this if we get it over 9500 today then on our last episode i think maybe we could raise it again but okay. if we don't if we don't this could very well be the last hoist <laughs> And so my point is, if you check the website and we have met the goal, it doesn't mean like, oh, I better put my checkbook away. Like you can still donate even if we meet whatever goal. Oh, absolutely. 
thank you thank you we can't say thank you enough i we we ran out of words like four days ago at least uh to say thank you so much for your generosity and for your comments your encouragement for us as we melt away uh into puddles um raising all of this money for an incredible cause an incredible institution um, yeah you guys are the best truly the best like and you're so like i am scraping the bottom of the barrel trying to come up with other ways of saying thank you <laughs> like even insta stories like i i can only do thank you so much by Yubin and kind of generous by natalie merchant so many times just don't do that air horn thing again That's don't awful. you love it because it goes no. it's, it's, <laughs> it's torture it's stacy we are nancy thompson and we need our no-dos to stay awake through the re-re-threening but our listeners don't you're oh. putting those stories are for the listeners edification not for ours oh. so if you want to fucking listen to air horns you can put two air horns in a foam dome and blast them into your ears all day long that's your business <laughs> your foam dome world is your business thank you you can air horn it up all night long if you like but please stop torturing the rest of us just put you bit on there that was stacy at the capitol on january 6th <laughs> with the sign that said um well lisa hockstein for president on one side and the other side said no air horns in my america <laughs> that's right <laughs> my gosh not in my stories when I'm like jamming out to something good and then Gaylords comes up and it's like, like God. Oh Lord. Oh. oh, I love it. Oh yeah. Oh, it's the re-re three inning, baby. It is on. Uh, you know what? Man, I know we've said it before. That the lineup of movies this week, we felt so good about. Yeah. Not a stinker in the bunch. Like, you didn't like Zombie 3, really, but it still had some highlights. Oh, but you, like, just getting to talk with you about it actually kind of converted me to, I think, warm fuzzies (laughs) about the movie that I did not fully enjoy watching. (laughs) (laughs) So here we are, second to last day, uh, and we get to 1974 film. The Ghost Galleon. The Ghost Galleon. <laughs> the third film in the Tombs of the Blind Dead series. And I haven't seen any of the Tombs of the Blind Dead movies. This was my first time. Hell yeah. Here we are at the tail end of the three inning, you know, when body and mind and everything is just giving out. <laughs> Fully <laughs> Catherine Hellman's face in Brazil. <laughs> like when it's all stretched out. <laughs> yeah. I put on the ghost galleon, and within five seconds, I knew. This is the coolest fucking shit I've ever seen in my life. Thank you. I can't tell you how much I love this movie, so don't ask. (laughs) (laughs) This movie is everything. I'm going to marry this movie? Yes! Stacy doesn't need a man. The ghost galleon is her lover now. (laughs) Okay, but... Even though, even though, even though I love you dearly and I never want you to die, as I've said often, and it does, I don't mean that in like a suspicious backhanded way, despite the amount of times I've said that and the amount of times I talk about tending your grave and and making sure that certain words are written on it and whatever. 
Listen, we we've like this is a pastime of ours. <laughs> is envisioning my funeral and what I do in the case of your death. <laughs> Oh, it's so much fun! <laughs> but imagine, imagine the the dual the joint graves, mm. and one is Stacy Ponder, you know, year to year, and then the other is the Ghost Galleon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or it's like the Ghost Galleon year to year, and then Stacy Ponder, her wife. <laughs> yes, Stacy Ponder, her wife. Oh my God! Reunited in heaven. Oh, this movie is it i am so happy to hear this because i've only seen the first tomb the well the the original film tombs of the blind dead and i don't remember much of it except thinking it was so cool and so different um from from like what you were seeing out of standard 70s zombie fair and i really loved it for that reason and I, I, I rem- somehow we settled on the Ghost Galleon for this like years ago when we were pitching different three inning watches. And I, I, I read like that this one was kind of boring or had pacing issues or blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, no, what if it isn't the coolest of them all? I sat down, same as you. Like my notes are just like I just kept writing cool in all caps. <laughs> yeah. This movie is like, like. Whenever I imagine going to the state fair, which I often imagine, I like to imagine going on like the funhouse ride of my dreams where there's like, you know, spooks that come out and like really cool painted stuff, like creepy painted signs and displays and spooky guys. Something blows air in your face. Yeah. Or the string in your hair. The little mist, mist, mist. Water comes at me. And like, like they they don't even use dry ice. They just straight up use like poison chemicals for fog. Yeah, and- <laughs> a big spider comes out, and like <laughs> right into your face. Oh! <laughs> Love it. And I feel that I have found the funhouse attraction of my dreams, and it's the Ghost Galleon. Like the aesthetic of this film, the ah, vibe. Please, it is everything i was hoping and imagining we would get from this movie it's everything i was hoping and i loved it and it's like that vibe and everything i love about it literally kicks in in the first second of this movie with the title card and all of this it's got a cool ass font it's got the soundtrack sounds like enigma played on half speed (laughs) yeah it does and there's a skull with big horns on it. Oh. And it's like the ghost galleon. And I lost my mind in the first second. And yeah. then in like the second second, I lost my mind even more when there were there was a fashion model photo shoot. Oh! And I know we'll get into it. But however, I must say that in the third second, I lost the sliver of mind I had left. Well, there's lesbians! Yep, I knew exactly why you lo- You were just stroking out over there. Oh my god, <laughs> I screamed, I fell on the floor, <laughs> I started gnashing my teeth, I started rolling around like I was on fire and trying to put it out. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it! You're lo- I know you haven't seen Interview with the Vampire, but like you are Lestat on fire, like crawling on the ceiling. <laughs> rolling around everywhere i am anakin walker anakin skywalker with my charge my charge stumps 
on the side of the the, the lava riverbank, <laughs> just muttering lesbians. I couldn't believe it. I was like, I was so looking forward to this anyway because I have seen the blind dead like in pictures or whatever. The posters are always cool as shit. Yeah. But I never, ever, ever would have guessed that there was going to be lesbians in it. That there's lesbians in the first minute of the movie? And that they're also, like, some of my favorite kind of lesbians. And that they're they're encased in in, um, domineering, like, predatory intrigue. (laughs) Yes. And the the key lesbian is Lillian. Lillian, the cool fucking fashion photographer who runs Barbie Studios. (laughs) (laughs) this movie has it all it has everything i've ever wanted i feel like i I honestly feel like i can retire now yeah i can retire now because i've seen the coolest horror movie i'm ever gonna see oh i'm so happy it has it just has it all and then you know when a a man shows up and you say a man in my lesbian movie But he shows up, and uh, it's Jack Taylor who played the professor in pieces. Fuck yes! Um, this dude was, he's an American actor, and he was in like a zillion Spanish movies. This is a Spanish movie. An American actor from Portland, Oregon. Thank you very much. Oh, really? Well, Oregon City, it's a suburb, but yeah, he was born there. Oh, well, what do you know? And he played a gay in pieces, so that means he's family. I love that's him. right, that's right. <laughs> I'm just, I, uh, this movie is it. It's it. It's it. I'm going to marry this movie before it, that is outlawed. <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, that's our next three inning. <laughs> My next three inning. I'm going to get a copy of this on whatever is available, and I'm going to march myself down to City Hall, and I am going to take the ghost galleon as my unholy bride um ma'am this is a vhs <laughs> that's okay <laughs> i have a i have a vcr i'm good <laughs> it's happening this what does this movie have this movie has lesbians it has fashion models it has <laughs> um a, a haunted ghost galleon that is a toy boat in a bathtub. You will never for an instant be fooled. You will never <laughs> ever think it's a real boat. It is always going to look like a model boat in a bathtub. It's so cool. It's so fucking cool. It's got oodles of fog, literally a fog boundary. That, like, this part of the ocean, totally clear. This part of the ocean, straight up Miss of Avalon fog. Uh, it's got Jack Taylor. It's got queens with grappling hooks. <laughs> nothing in this world, nothing on this planet makes me happier than a woman throwing a grappling <laughs> hook and then using it to climb up a haunted ghost ship. <laughs> like, it's so cool! <laughs> it is just the best. It is the best. I love a ghost boat. I love... It's like the the way this galleon looks is straight out of like Scooby Doo. Yes, yes, this is yes. 
<laughs> you know, like that yes. kind of aesthetic with like the, you know, you can picture that just saying that you can picture what this ship looks like. That's, that's why I said like haunted funhouse of my dreams. Like it is fully Scooby-Doo cell background, cell, cell animation background, cartoon Halloween, 100%. And so the vast majority of the movie takes place on the galleon. Like we said, you will never be fooled into thinking they had an actual like scale sized ship. It's always a little tiny model in a bathtub. But the <laughs> sets when they are inside the boat. It's great. I, impeccable shit. The lighting is unbelievable. The sound effects, everything, every step they take creaks and the lanterns are slowly swinging and they creak and the ropes are creaking and... It's just the sound effects, the lighting, and the interior set design are all amazing. Oh, everything is blue and cobwebs and old wood. <laughs> so cool. I just, I always dig abandoned sea vessels in horror movies. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, to reference another movie we talked about this week, like uh, Zombie. Just the original when the, you know, the boat shows up outside of Manhattan. And it's like, what happened here? You have to go on the empty ship. It's just so spooky to me. Even yeah. if it's like, even if it's a modern sailing vessel or like the movie The Boat that I keep recommending where the guy finds oh, the empty boat. That. I need to see that. It's just always spooky. So then when it's like Scooby-Doo Galleon, oh, I am just living my With life. lesbians. With we haven't even gotten to the blind dead yet. Like, right? Oh there are cool fucking dead people in this. <laughs> with the most adorable skeleton claw hands. <laughs> it takes them 25 minutes to open their coffins and to crawl out. And you love it. You love every second of it. Every second of it. They are like, because these guys are cool because they're, they're, they're not like just straight up zombies. They're the cursed blind dead. These are like the Knights Templar cursed and coming back again. And they are slow, shambling, uh, cloaked, dead skeleton Knights Templar. Yeah, they're not zombies. They're revenants. They're revenants. Thank you. They're not mindless, which is even scarier. Yeah. Than just a zombie. But, like, they're dead as shit. They're so dead. Like, when they come up from the water. Oh, my God. And it's the same shot over and over and over of the same one coming out of the water, but it doesn't matter because you're like, it's so fucking cool. Because... Their eye sockets, because they have those big empty eye sockets, because skeleton, their eye sockets are full of water. So as they come out, all the water spilling out of their eye sockets. It's so cool. Oh, my Lord. Is this the coolest movie ever made? <laughs> it absolutely is. I am in love with it. <laughs> and that's like, uh, that's while, you know, I pointed out other people have criticized the pacing or the runtime, whatever. But... I mean, I just luxuriated my way through this movie and lived and loved it. But, like, we're saying how cool it is. And that's, like, there are, like, maybe three Blind Dead attack sequences. Like, major ones. And then there's a lot of just, like, people being like, what's happening? 
I'm a lesbian <laughs> through the whole rest of the movie. But it doesn't matter because it's just so cool and so well done and beautiful with the soundtrack to Gregorian chants throughout. Yeah, the whole world of it and the atmosphere and everything is like, if you dig this, like, you are not going to care <laughs> that, like, the, you know, the blind dead don't show up until, like, 40 minutes into it or something like that. And there's so few kill scenes and, like, you're just, you're not going to care. I wouldn't have cared if this movie was six hours long. Oh, for real. Wouldn't have cared. So what happens? Okay, so Lillian, like we said, runs the modeling agency, which means she has to be a hard ass. Okay, anybody who's seen Models, Inc. knows how tough it is to run a modeling agency. (laughs) So uh, Noemi shows up. And she's like, where's my friend? Where's Kathy? Where's my roommate, Kathy? My roommate. (laughs) Yeah, you tell me where she is. And Lily is like, it's top secret. I can't tell you where she is. Okay. She's like, what are you talking about? You tell me where she is right now. I'm going to go to the police. This plot is so weird. <laughs> it's such a like, it is plot as excuse. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's just an excuse to get the characters where they need to go. But like, <laughs> this is the opposite of Occam's razor. Like it is the most complicated solution <laughs> to get to an end. Right. Yeah. So it turns out eventually Noemi uh, gets gets the truth out of Lillian. And that is that Kathy and another model were sent on this gig <laughs> from Howard Tucker, who runs a sporting goods empire. <laughs> and his big advertising idea is to put two hot women on a boat and then send them off like a little motorboat send them off to nearby shipping lanes and then pretend they get stranded and then they're going to get picked up by passing ships <laughs> and that's going to sell sporting goods somehow. It's so, it's an advertisement. They're cosplaying as shipwreck survivors. Like what? <laughs> what is, and why is this so top secret that if Noemi knows this, she has to be like held captive? <laughs> Once Noemi knows about the planet, she's like, I'm going to go call the police. Uh, (laughs) They're like, no, you're not. We're going to capture you. So they capture her. Uh, Sergio, who is uh, Tucker's henchman. Maybe lover. I don't know. I was reading it. Like once once the lesbians showed up, I was like, maybe everybody's gay. (laughs) (laughs) It's canon. Yeah. Uh, so they basically kidnap Noemi. Sergio ends up raping her, but thankfully we don't see it at all. Like it's, it cuts away before it happens. So I guess you could say, well, maybe it didn't even happen. Maybe it didn't happen. Maybe it didn't happen. Maybe it didn't happen. Poor Noemi. Yeah. So they're all going to go try to find the girls because the girls have radioed and are like, things are really weird and oh what's this it's a big weird looking galleon (laughs) we're in a giant bathtub (laughs) (laughs) so they want to get out of there so lorena the other model that has been sent on this assignment is like i'm gonna climb up on that ship and see what's going on and that's when she (laughs) she busts out the grappling I'm sorry, it makes me so happy (laughs) she struggles up the side of the galleon and uh, we hear screaming, but Kathy 
doesn't hear the screaming. Kathy's sound asleep because the galleon arrives in a big cloud of fog and heat, and it really makes you very sleepy. So Kathy has no idea what's going on, but she's like, I don't know. Lorena disappeared on the galleon. We're stuck. Can you help us? So everybody goes in search of the girls to find the galleon. Along the way, they stop and pick up Professor Gruber. (laughs) (laughs) This little nerd. I love Professor Gruber, who's like all about science until it comes to the ghost galleon. And then he's like talking about time travel and mysterious fog and all of this. He's so into it. He, he wants to come along for the ride. <clears throat> so meanwhile, Kathy has also gone in search of Lorena. Uh, and she is the first to encounter the blind dead. Oh. They really do. They are very slow so slow (laughs) (laughs) but they are relentless you can't get away once they're hot on your trail well once they're ice cold on your trail once they're ice cold on your trail and once you completely give up (laughs) 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 and just lay there (laughs) going no no (laughs) so the gang arrives at the galleon and then they go on board and try to figure out what's going on and then of course poor noemi because god hates fags (laughs) Uh, noemi ends up being the next victim after she spends a lot of time caressing a scarf and thinking back on her relationship with kathy oh we get the flashback to those two queens and their incredible looks in their apartment like they live together oh oh i'm in heaven i just love that sequence so much and then i feel challenged because i love noemi i love these flashbacks i want nothing but happiness for her and kathy but then we get the coolest fucking stalking sequence oh my god culminating in a blind dead let's eat noemi buffet that I did not see coming. No, because we didn't see what actually happened to Kathy. Like, they dragged her off and then took her, I don't know, they threw her in the bottom of the ship or something. Yeah, the but movie's we, still fairly reserved at this point. Oh, yeah. So, the, yeah, the, the Templars catch up with Noemi and drag her away so slowly... So slowly that she actually fucking died of old age before they could eat her. (laughs) (laughs) It is glacial the way they drag her away. And she's constantly like, no, no, (laughs) no, 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 for like five minutes. It's so good. But yeah, then they start, they cut her head off and start eating her. Like, backwards half decapitation it's so brutal and out of nowhere and truly a shock because the movie has been so not calm but tame tame until that point and then and then they're just pulling pieces of her off here's a juicy (laughs) dead arm yeah and then they're just like nom 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 and it's amazing yeah and that's when i have to turn into uh two-face the Batman villain, because on this side I'm cheering because it's fucking cool. And on this side, I'm like, oh, the lesbian. <laughs> Another lesbian died. Yep. I'm conflicted. Yep. So the rest of them are on board, and uh, you know, 
I don't know, man. Kind of nothing happens. Dr. Gruber finds a journal. <laughs> so true. <laughs> like, Dr. Gruber finds a journal that sort of explains it without explaining it at all. It's like this boat full of Knights Templar was returning from quote unquote the Orient. Uh, and they started worshiping Satan to find immortality. And is it the 16th century? Is it the 14th century? Is it the 18th century? It could be any or all of them because inside the fog is like another dimension. It is Miss of Avalon. So they have to figure out how to get off the ship. Somehow they figure out that the Knights Templar only return at night. First night, Dr. Gruber performs an exorcism. Oh, that was cool. Where he fashions a cross and sets it on fire and then is like, go away. Is it an exorcism? That's what he called it. <laughs> it's... It wasn't even a banishing. He just, it was a warning. <laughs> yeah, it was like putting, a, you know, showing fire to Frankenstein and he gets upset. It's yeah. The same thing. Yeah. God, they were so cute, though, being like, <laughs> as they went down back into the below. <laughs> so they know that they have until the next evening uh, before they're going to return. So they're like, well, let's get rid of them first. And so they go and they throw all the coffins overboard. Like, fucking 30 of them. <laughs> yeah, and even that looks so fake when the coffin is, when it's like the underwater shot of the coffin, like, falling to the floor of the sea. Of, like, a little matchbook, or matchbox <laughs> that's been painted as a coffin, just, like, gently cascading down to the bottom of the bathtub. It's so good. I love it. So, they're gonna try to get away, um, now that they've thrown all the Templars overboard, except Sergio, the asshole... Steals a bunch of stuff. They find the treasure room on the ship. And he steals a bunch of stuff. And he and Lillian and Tucker go overboard. But Sergio, all of his treasures are weighing him down. And it's weighing down the the plank of wood that they're all floating on. So Lillian takes the special dagger out of the bag full of treasure and stabs Sergio. Yeah. Meanwhile... Uh, Dr. Gruber is still on the ship because he can't swim. So he's like, come back with help, please. But unfortunately for him, Satan is really mad <laughs> <laughs> that they threw all the Templars overboard and robbed the treasure room. And so Satan's fury sets the boat on fire. And again, it totally looks like a model on fire. Oh, it's great. Because it's like a tiny model in a bathtub on fire. Like there's one flame. And the flame <laughs> is really high. So I thought about, because that's, you know, the way it works. And so I just thought about what if this was an actual ship? That flame would be like 20 stories high. Oh, yeah. yeah it it's just, it's awesome. It's a flame the size of Rhode Island. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, unfortunately, Dr. Gruber is trapped on the burning galleon. Sergio is uh, under the water, dead, thanks to Lillian and the dagger. She and Tucker make it to shore. They finally make it to shore. It's daylight. And then, fucking cool scene. Oh. All the Templars rising out of the sea. We see the water draining out of their eye holes. Oh. And just like the image of them, it reminded me of shockwaves with the yes. Nazi zombies coming out of the water. 
Like, zombies coming out of the water is cool. But they are the coolest because they have their hands all reaching out. So they're vaguely like Emperor Palpatine adjacent (laughs) with their cloaks. And they're like, it's like, it's, it's a day at the beach, blind dead style. It's so good. It That image, like that shot is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. And then they slowly come to shore because, you know, Lillian and Tucker are like so tired that they're kind of asleep. But then they wake up and they're surrounded by the Knights Templar. And that's the end of the movie. It's the end of the movie. It's not the end of my love for it. I'll tell you that. Oh, no. I also I really love that the the final shot is, you know, them looking up and. Well, it's from their perspective of the blind dead all standing over them in a in a ring. And then there's the so there's the dark image of them and then the contrast of the bright blue sky behind them. But then the credits going up and you can't, you can't read the credits. You can't read the credits because of the extreme contrast. So you can only read each line of the credits. Like you can only read the one at the very once they get to the very, very top of the screen where there's enough <laughs> contrast. Yep yeah it's great yeah white credits on like a white background yeah wasn't wasn't the best idea (laughs) it's so good but oh my god this movie i loved it so much so i am blown away that like from what i have read critics attribute this as the the lesser blind dead film that this is the the black sheep maybe because it's so i mean it is really slow so if you're not into it, I bet you'd be like, is anything ever going to happen? I just don't see how you can't coast on these spook show vibes because it's straight up spook show A plus fantasy. So I'm like, how is this? How is that not? A, in what world are you so jaded that that is not all you ever needed? I know. Well, there are people who don't like the fog. John Carpenter's The Fog. And oh, one of the man. things I love, I mean, there's so much to love about The Fog. And I know I've talked about The Fog 50,000 times. Whatever. I'll talk about it 50,000 more, okay? Because I love it. Uh, but part of the reason I love that movie is because of the spooky ghost ship vibe and The Fog and all that. And oh, this, yeah. this movie is nothing but that. Yeah, it's the exact, honestly, it's the exact same vibe. Like when you get that fog coming around the house and lady babysitter and then the spooky old ghost pirates out them. It's the same as Ghost Galleon. Mrs. Cobritz. Yeah. Lady babysitter. Put respect on her name, Anthony. (laughs) Thank you for calling me in. I see you, Mrs. Cobritz. I'll perform my Hail Cobritzes. I'll say them afterwards in the pew. Put on your hair shirt and go to town. (laughs) Your hair cardigan in honor of Mrs. Cobritz. But it's, it's just to hear that, I think, what are these people smoking? But I also think I have to watch all the other ones. Oh, and my first thought was, is there a box set of these movies? I'm, literally, I'm imagining the box set with, like, really cool art. Oh, the art, the key art is so good. I'm like, just give me, I need it now. I need it now. I need to just blind buy it because I love Blind Dead. I'm a stan. Hmm. <laughs> 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 I can't believe it. I can't believe that we are on, I mean, not just the, basically, essentially the end, close to the end of the Riri three inning, but that we are on the third three inning. 
and we still found the coolest movie of all time. You're right, for like the tail end of the third fundraiser. Yeah. Wow, we're so lucky. It's just unbelievable. It really, I don't know how this happened. Like, it's, we have, this is the one time we have not gaylords ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I just, I still can't believe, like, what a thing to put on a movie from 1974, a Spanish horror movie, and immediately you are blessed with the presence of lesbians. Isn't that wild? I just will never get over that feeling <laughs> when they're surprise gay. Yeah, that there are like at least three lesbian characters in this movie. Oh. It's nuts. And everyone's a babe. Oh, yeah. Which is very important around these parts. We love a babe. Love a babe. Also, all the Spanish men, at least in the, I, I watched it in the Spanish language version, but all the Spanish men I was hearing in the dub sounded like um the scary voice in wreck at the on the sound recorder <laughs> <laughs> it was like oh no shivers but god just oh just still can't can't believe lesbian representation oh. can't believe that we get both a positive depiction with with nomi and kathy's relationship that is very sweet and loving and we also get my favorite predatory les with lillian <laughs> We get misinjury. We get her stabbing a man and killing him. <laughs> we get a feast scene. We get Knights Templar. We get that wicked ass ending that's like, oh, you thought they made it, but now they're dead. And we get a bathtub boat. <laughs> God, I love this set. I love this set. I could listen to those floorboards creak forever. Oh, for real. It's just so good. And I just, I do love that it's like, the the fog makes you fall asleep. So like, Kathy's like, I'm going to listen to the radio and go to sleep. Like, what? <laughs> so weird. Everybody takes a nap. Yeah, just conk out on this horrible ghost ship. Yeah, no one seems really perturbed by it, particularly. Like, if I saw that, if I was out on my little motorboat and that thing came sailing up, I would immediately know it was full of ghosts, at the least. You don't get on the Mary Celeste. No, I mean, I would want to. I might go on board, but I would be <laughs> scared and aware. You would. I would. You fully would. You would <laughs> toss that grappling hook up. <laughs> yeah. And you're you're scaling the wall as as with, as you're fighting the fear water. But you fully would. And then I'd have to bury you next to it. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's what she would have wanted. <laughs> it's just one of the scenarios we envisioned. <laughs> but they're just like, none of them are like scared when they're on the boat. Which surprises me. Like even the two girls who go up first by themselves, like no one is disturbed by this boat. Yeah. That's very strange. It's this boat that is held together by magic. <laughs> well, like when I'm in the, the grocery store and there aren't enough people around, I get scared. You know, because it's just like, yeah. there should be people here. What's going on? Is, am I in Messiah of Evil? Like what's, I don't know. This doesn't feel right. Never <laughs> mind being on a fucking ghost galleon. Yeah, being in the middle of the ocean should be terrifying on its own. You aren't just like, 
oh, friends, the second you see a horrible dead boat enshrouded in fog. Guess I'll go up and ask them for help. Yeah. Oh, God, I loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. And I believe the other films are also directed by Amando de Osorio. Yeah, it's his. He wrote and directed all of them, as far as I know. So cool. That's just like such a um, such a sign of uh, quality for me going into the other ones. And I guess he also works with Jack Taylor, like three different movies around that this era too. Ooh. Um, I just gotta love this guy. I love that he's showing up in pieces. He's showing up in these movies. I guess he was doing a lot of work for Jess Franco. I just think it's cool, man. Man, we could end the threening right now and I'd be happy. We could. We could, but Stacy, we're not going to because we are fundraising. Oh, right. Yes, yes. I don't know if you know this or remember this, but we are fundraising for Transgender Law Center. That's transgenderlawcenter.org. We are at $8,661, 202 donations. We have this brand new goal of 9500 we are so close to making it. I think we can do it. I think we can do it. And as Stacy said, if we make it within this fundraising day, as you're listening, we will raise the goal in our next episode to what I'm sure is an un un unparalleled. Well, what I know is an un un unparalleled goal for the re three inning. So, please keep donating, keep sharing, um, spread the word, email. You can go and you know call the phone tree do the one 101 dalmatians barking thing get the other dogs barking the link is gofundme.com slash f slash gay lords or you can access that by going to our website clicking the banner link or clicking the social media link in our social media bios thank you all so much for the support this week it's been really great it's been it's really fun like i don't know it's a nice little uh feels like some kind of a community or something you know it's so cool it's really cool it's so cool i see there's people sharing and challenging each other like i'll donate this if we get this number and it's you're doing that and it's just so we're so grateful that's so cool mm-hmm. and and again like you know at the beginning of this or at some point in in the the carnival of horrors that has ensued since we started this. Like we even talked about how times are tough. And the last time we did this, uh, you know, we were in a very different place where everybody was just donating all the time and things have shifted so much economically and in many other awful ways since then. And y'all are continuing to outdo everything we've done in previous three innings. And that's just like massive unheard of, And also, like, you all are standing up and doing this during one of the darkest periods in trans history. (laughs) So, certainly in in the saga of American and trans history and um, the the meeting place of those two issues. So, this is just astounding what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, uh, Ghost Galleon, love of my life, (sighs) for existing, for, um, sorry. I said I wasn't going to do this. <laughs> I love Gus Galleon. I'm ordained to officiate weddings. Hey, you know. okay. I mean, we've always talked about my funeral plans. Maybe we should talk about my wedding plans. Through the, pa- oh, dare we? I could put on my Gertie hat. 
<laughs> Through the power of the Universal Life Church, this lesbian can marry this haunted boat. <laughs> oh, I want to watch. The, I want to marry the movie. No, oh, not the boat. Oh, you're not marrying the boat. <laughs> no, I'm marrying the movie. Right. Through the power of the Universal Life Church, this lesbian can marry this VHS tape. The future these liberals want. You know, uh, this is what Republicans fear. <laughs> it really is. You know what I mean? Somebody's gonna, somebody's gonna hit play some like Alex Jones piece of shit. They're gonna hit play and they're like, I want to find out what these libs are up to. And they're gonna hear us fundraising for trans people with a lesbian marrying a VHS tape or a boat. <laughs> And then we're going to end up on the front cover of Focus on the Family magazine. Mm, hey. And I'll say, finally, we have our cover story. Oh, man. Maybe for Christmas I should go and get a couple's photo taken with a copy of with the ghost, ghost Galleon. Put it on my Christmas cards. Yes, go to Sears. Yeah. And get the nice portrait. I'll blow out your hair. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you for that kindness. <laughs> uh. Anyway... Well, go watch Ghost Galleon so you can see what all the fuss is all about. For real. It's, it is too good. It's too good. Uh, like we said, share, donate, do whatever you can. Tune in tomorrow when we talk about... <gasps> Alien to the Third. The Alien actual three. title. Yes. <laughs> Alien Cubed. <laughs> Alien Three. Alien 3! People, y'all have been asking for this movie since the very first three-inning. And we have rejected your wishes every step of the way. Until Anthony finally watched it again and decided it was good. (laughs) (laughs) So now we can do it. It took me years. I have a notorious back and forth relationship with this film. Not even back and forth. I was just a dum-dum until I watched it one day and said, oh, I feel differently. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> no joke. And so tomorrow you can hear us talk about Alien 3. Um, Stacy, f- so for listener, for the, for the, you know, for the discerning nerd listeners that are going to harass us with questions. Oh boy. Are we watching the theatrical cut or the assembly cut of Alien 3? I don't care. Let's do theatrical because the assembly cut is just longer. <laughs> <laughs> theatrical tis. Because we, I mean, people could say, well, assembly cut is closer to Fincher's vision, but I'm like, yeah, but that's, it's basically like a, a fan edit. Like there's no authorship. So let's do, let's do, just do theatrical. All right. Theatrical. Okay, good. Hell yeah. And that is going to be the last full day. So all day Sunday, all day Sunday, let's see where we can get. Let's see if we can raise a goal by tomorrow's episode, by tomorrow's recording. Wow. Where will the Riri 3 inning take us? I do into the fog, I hope, where the ghost galleon is. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, oh, oh my god! god. Oh, oh my god. god! Tune in next time for more Gaylords of Darkness! 